Welcome to Thrive and Shine with Sabrina Orkies. Today we have a dear friend of mine, Nancy Cleveland. Say hi. Hello. How are you, Sabrina? So glad to be here. Good, good. I'm so glad that you took the time out of your day to come be with us. Um, Nancy is a holistic coach, an intuitive eating counselor, and a fitness fanatic. (laughs) So as you can see, (laughs) we are so much alike. And we're going to have a great episode. You're going to learn all the things health and wellness. So Nancy, I just want to let you explain your background and your journey to the listeners um, and just tell us, you know, where you come from. How did all of this, how did, how did you come into health and wellness? Certainly. So it began, we'll start at the beginning, yes. right? I always feel yes. like Mary Poppins. I know. The beginnings is, is always the very best place to start. I know, because right? that's what's relatable, <laughs> I feel. Like when people hear that you are like a normal person, they're like, oh, I can do this. This can happen. You can do this. You can do this. <laughs> well, um, as I grew up as a child, you know, we were dirt poor. I mean, I'm talking dirt poor. Um, I was a latchkey kid from a very young age, and my mother worked full-time. She worked the night shift. She slept during the days, and so, you know, I had three brothers, and we were in charge of cooking. We were in charge of cleaning, and um, from a very young age, we took turns, and, you know, we, we brought ourselves up because my mom was, was doing everything she could. She was a single mom to, to raise us and to put food on the table. And so often our food choices left something to be desired, right? right. We, we would have cereal for dinner mm-hmm. because mom wasn't there. Right. She wasn't, we, you know, we, we just did what we did and we didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And we continued to, she would buy as nutritious foods as, as possible. And we always had a garden, but it wasn't until much later in life that, you know, I started to have health issues and inflammation and um, illnesses that kept cropping up. And I realized that I needed to make some radical changes. I realized that my health was paramount and it was at a all time low when I was sitting in a doctor's office and I was in my thirties and I was told for probably the 10th time that I had cancer. Wow. That I had to make some radical changes in my diet that I had to safeguard my immune system Gosh, that's that so I, that I had to learn how to thrive and shine in my own body, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a better truth. It. <laughs> it's the truth. And, and it was such a challenge for me from making those changes because, you know, I, I drank a lot of soda. I ate a lot of sugar. I didn't exercise a lot. I never really had to. I was always kind of a skinny kid, mm-hmm. but I learned through education and training that, you know, a skinny does not necessarily mean healthy, right? Mm -hmm. It, it could be malnutrition, Mm -hmm. right? Your body's starving for the nutrients. So the more that I learned, the more I became aware of, of the need for this 
and the more I wanted to share, and I had a burning desire to share the things that I learned with other people so that they could make healthy choices for themselves. And they could, you know, I say that I'm a holistic fanatic, right? An exercise Mm -hmm. fanatic, because I believe that life should be fun. It should be enjoyed. And, and even though we're making healthy choices, they don't have to be boring choices. We can reinvent our old comfort foods and our own recipes, and we can convert them to be something that is going to be enjoyable always and can be shared with friends and that they can enjoy them too. So that's kind of how I've come upon my journey and where I came from. And, um, you know, I, one of the, one of the first things somebody had asked me at one point in time, you know, I was basically told you, you change your habits and you change your lifestyle or you're not going to have one in a few years, maybe not even one. And the more enjoyment I got out of it, when you're put in that type of a situation, you have to decide what it is you really want. Mm -hmm. Do you want to continue the old behaviors or do you want to make radical changes so that you have a quality life? And of course, hello, here I am many years later, right? And I wanted to have a quality life and I wanted to be able to, I realized I'm not done yet. My story's Mm -hmm. not finished. I want to be able to continue to write my story. Mm-hmm. And as I continued to write my story and I made mistakes and, you know, I struggled and there were days that it was hard and I just kept getting back up and kept, kept moving and kept going forward and kept doing it again and again and again. And the more that I learned and the more that I taught myself about health and nutrition and fun exercise, you know, fun ways to, to move your body. And the more people started to notice my light inside and they started asking me questions about, Oh my gosh, you know, how can you have so much energy? And, and you're like a little energizer bunny. And why is that? And, and it all goes back to making those changes. Right. And it didn't happen overnight. It took time. One of the first things that had to change, quite frankly, was my mindset right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the root of everything. It's, is our mindset, the search for happiness. No, the search for, I I just lost the name of it. (laughs) You'll think of it in a minute. (laughs) I'll think of it in a minute. Yeah. But it's, it's, there's a quote in there from Viktor Frankl and Viktor Frankl. When I was 16, I read a book called was in the concentration camps. He was from Mm -hmm. Poland and he was an amazing man. And he said something he and I want to quote him in this book, because it really, it really inspired me at a young age, and inspired me again, when I was in that doctor's office, right. Mm -hmm. And he said that attitude is the only disability. Mm -hmm. That is so true. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's deep. Attitude is the only disability. And he said, we who lived in concentration camps can remember the men and women who walked through the huts, comforting others, giving away their last piece of bread. They may have been few in number, but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a person. But one thing, the last of human freedoms to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances. And, you know, I was, I was, pretty bummed out. I mean, hear a doctor saying you've got to change your ways or 
and to be so be here you're not going to be here to be to be so young and for it to be so raw and so real Mm -hmm. and um you do soul searching you know you really do soul searching at that time and and I kept reading attitude is the only disability. All right. I've got an issue here. I've got, I've got an attitude that I need to change and I need to to change it fast. And how am I going to do this? And I started by, um, you know, and I wanted to share some of the tips with your viewers, if that's okay. Yes. Some of the the things that I've noticed was, you know, I started running too. And, Mm -hmm. and I always noticed that like at mile 13, right? You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mile 13, you've got that little voice on your shoulder and that little voice is saying, girl, you are done. Yep. <laughs> Set your tail down because you're, you're going to have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not able to do this. You can't do this. You're exhausted. You can't breathe. You know, your body's going to give out. You're going to pass out. You're going to faint. And your, your body has mechanisms and your body will, your, this little guy on your shoulder will mess with you, right? Because yes. they're telling you that this is your limit. This is all you can do. When in fact, if you push through that, you have a breakthrough and you realize that you're capable of so much stinking more, yes. right? Gosh, yes. And anybody who's ran a long distance, especially yes. knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And to have that kind of a breakthrough and to be able to squish that negative thought and to be able to replace it with thoughts of, dude, look at this. You know, all you have to do is make it one more mile. All you have to do is make it one more mile. All you have to do is get to one more mile. And then each time you get there, you're like, wow, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. And it becomes a game. It becomes fun, right? Because you're, you're reprogramming the way that your mind and the defaults of your mind have been working. And some of the tips that I learned that were really easy to be able to, to use, you know, I, I thought of, um, you know, we have so many negative thoughts that enter our mind today, right? And we, we have so many thoughts of, you know, I can't go a day without ice cream, right? Or I I can't, I I can't guys. Or I can't cook. I don't have the time. And, Uh you know, we come up with all of these self-sabotaging things that we're saying to ourselves. And truly, we're our own worst enemy, Mm -hmm. right? In some regards, we can't get out of our own way. And, you know, I I like to think of a a general when he goes off to war, right? right? When a general goes off to war, what's he doing? Does he just go out there and say, let's go see how this works out? (laughs) let's just go let's go just let's do this guys come on let's go Mm -hmm. no they they study the enemy right Mm -hmm. they study and they come up with scenarios if this happens then i'm going to do this Mm -hmm. and they already pre-planned certain things that they're going to do so that they can succeed Mm -hmm. and it's very similar with our diet and our nutrition is we have to have those little scenarios and we have to be the general. We have mm-hmm. to be the ones that are prepared to com- combat that self-sabotage that's occurring. Right. You know, we have to be able to, to come up with game plans. Mm-hmm. And that's where you and I come in because yes. a lot of people struggle with the game plan. They mm-hmm. don't have the scenarios 
They know what their weaknesses are, but they don't know the fix for that. And so what we do is we break it down into simple steps for them Mm -hmm. and we help them get from point A to point B so that they can reach their goals and maximize their health benefits and live a healthier life. Yes, 100%. I love that. What was one of, so when you were in the hospital, that, that time that they diagnosed you with cancer, what were some of the very first changes that you made? Do you remember like what your first like dietary changes were like specifically? Specifically. Yeah. No more soda. Mm-hmm. That's huge. No more soda. I learned through research, right? I wanted to know how does cancer grow? Mm-hmm. What does it feed on? Mm-hmm. What does it hate? Because mm-hmm. I want more of that. Right. right. And what I learned, some of what I learned, not in total, but some of what I learned is cancer feeds on sugar. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Right. right. Cancer, exactly. Cancer loves sugar. Oh my gosh. It'll eat it for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. Yes. And Christmas, Christmas, <laughs> cancer likes a, a acidic environment. Mm-hmm. And so foods that are high in acidic content you want to try to stay away from because Mm. it will feed the cancer and the cancer will grow. And what does cancer not like? It does not like an alkaline environment. Mm -hmm. And I even, you know, and I'm not going to say that anything that I'm suggesting will cure or (laughs) prevent, right? I don't, I don't want to mislead any of our listeners. I'm saying what's worked for me. Right. Mm -hmm. But cancer has a tendency to not like alkaline environments. Mm. And so when you put your body on the inside in an alkaline environment, cancer tends to, to go away. The cancer cells do not um, completely leave. They lay dormant. And so it's, it's almost like a light switch, right? Being Mm -hmm. turned on and off and to know that we have the control or the power based on what we're fueling our body with as to how it's going to respond in our body and knowledge is power. And when you have the knowledge, you're able to fix the problem at its root cause. Right. And sometimes I feel that uh, sometimes I feel that the things that are out on the market today, just want to treat the symptoms. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. And not the root cause. And I think in order for us to get to the bottom of our, our issues and our problems, baby, we got to go for the root, right? right. We have to go for the root. Mm-hmm. We have to. Um, so you said that whenever you first started exercising, you wanted to do stuff that was fun to you. What were some of those things? So I dance. A lot of people don't oh, know this. That's ah! so cool though. I love <laughs> it because I feel my gym closed, obviously, but, um, it had a dance class and it was always so packed and it looked like so much fun. I never went, but it all, that just looks like fun. Oh, so much fun. And so I got into it when I was, when I was a teenager and, um, it you'll laugh how I, how I stumbled into it. Um, I had a friend and his dance partner was sick and he was going to go compete and she was sick. And he's like, I need a partner. Can you come help me? And I am, I was not a graceful kid. Oh Oh. my Lance. I was, I would stumble over my own two feet. Right. Yeah. So I, but I, I liked having fun and I just thought, Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. Let's go do it you know, and so I was willing to help him out. He was a good kid. He was a friend. 
and um, we were in a competition and then we went to another competition and then we went to another competition and we won a national competition. Wow. And I was like, I was just so excited and I loved it. And I realized, holy smoke, you know, I'm really expending a lot of, a lot of calories and I'm really enjoying this. And then as a, an adult, I found that I didn't enter as many com- competitions, but I was in one or two and I won them, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it was fun to have that competitive nature, but I realized I it that. wasn't about the competition as much as it was about having the enjoyment of the activity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, my dancing has changed, of course, from you know, <laughs> the swing to, I yes. still do the swing a little bit, but I do more, I, I, my husband and I do ballroom dancing. Oh, I we, love that. We don't we'll do it together. It's a so awesome. We, we look great at a wedding, right? Oh, yeah. With COVID, but, <laughs> but we, that's where we really get to shine and show our moves is when we're at a wedding and we just, it's just, it's become not just something that's fun, but it's mm-hmm. also become something that's, that allows you to connect with your partner. Right. I know. It's, it's so cool. I absolutely love it. Did he dance before you all met? He did not. Oh, so he started <laughs> dancing. That is he started cool. dancing and he loved it. And you know, it's something that we do together, but, um, so that's one of the activities that we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to hike and I've always yes. hiked and I've always, you know, gone camping i've hiked down the grand canyon and up five five times and the continental divide and you know so i've had the opportunity throughout my life i just feel one with nature Mm -hmm. i am a tree hugger girl am i a tree hugger and there's there's something that is very healing about being in nature yes right and I know I have several people that will be listening to this that will be able to totally relate with what you're saying right now. I have a bunch of friends that are trail runners and yes. that's where they feel at one. I have a whole community yes. of trail runners, so they so, will totally love this. Oh my gosh. That was, that was my running experience, right? I can't run on pavement. That is so how they not feel. me, yes. you know, and I will run up a mountain and come down it and just feel like <laughs> wonder freaking woman. Yes. You know, that is just fun for me. And as a matter of fact, tomorrow, you know, since COVID's happened, we've pretty much stayed in, but tomorrow yeah. my husband and I are going out for a trail run. Oh my gosh. So, 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 so we're very excited about that. That's just I like, love that. I know. So we're my- getting up at, yeah, we're getting up early and we're yes, gonna go gotta beat the heat and like yeah. Well, it's probably not as hot up there, is it? Has it been pretty hot up there? It's just been a little muggy. Not mm. not anything compared to what you're doing. Yeah, with. it's terrible. I'm, we're dying here. <laughs> Melting. So it's a huge joke with the my trail running friends because they run on pavement too. But um, they all discovered trail run running about oh maybe five years ago. But um, so now there's a huge group of them, and what some of them specifically run on trails, not roads. And um, I have fallen <laughs> a bunch of times, but two of the times I have rolled my stupid ankle. <laughs> 
And each time <laughs> it's taken oh, me no. so long to recover that it's a huge joke that I like literally have PTSD from now <laughs> because the last one, the last time I fell was in the fall. So, and I don't know, I can't really remember if I've actually been on it. I haven't been, I don't think I've been in the woods with them, but we've done like gravel trails, which those aren't nice. like as, I mean, yes, it's, it can, I can fall there too, but I'm not, most of the time when I fall, it's because I tripped over a tree like root or something <laughs> and like no that feels like, like why me guys why like why does this keep happening I have weak ankles I don't know it's so it's just funny so um do you do any races and stuff I know my running friends will be super interested in this can you tell everybody where you're from certainly so um history is um my father was a military officer in the navy mm-hmm. and so that allowed us to have the opportunity to travel all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. And as an adult, I've also traveled all over the world. So um, currently, I am in Midcoast, Maine, and um, it is gorgeous up here. It is God's country, I Mm -hmm. swear it is. But uh, it's beautiful, and there's so much outdoor activities available here. It's just just unbelievable. It's beautiful. awesome. Do they have any races up there ever? So, yes, we do. Not and probably now because race season's ruined. <laughs> actually, they do. Oh, really? And they do. And I think Maine is probably one of the, the states that has had the least amount. It's one of the top top eight that mm-hmm. that have had the least amounts of COVID. That so is amazing. It's glorious, I have to yeah. tell you. But um, so I... I Yes, I've done races and I've started races when I was uh, younger and and in my 40s, I um, I shanghaied my mother and others into races. Yeah, and it's normally how it happens. <laughs> I, I bribed my mother because it was like, okay, you know, at the end of this race, there's going to be Mexican food. And at the end yes. of this race, there's going to be, a, you know, there's going to be a, a beer tent. And, yes, and we so, always got it for the wine ones. <laughs> it's always a thing. Right? And so um, my mother's 84 and we just, with COVID, you know, we, we had a, a, um, a 10 K that we were going to do together. And it was serious. serious. Your mom. (laughs) She's incredible. Well, she, she loves to be motivated and she doesn't like it when I tell her that she's too old to do something. Oh my God. If I, if I make a comment and I'm like, you know, you're, you know, and it's something we've always done together and. And so it's kind of fun. Right. And, and she started her nutrition journey when I started mine because she was watching me and the changes it made. And so she started hers as well. And it's been nice to be able to help to improve her life too. And so our race was canceled because of COVID. And so I found this glorious site Mm -hmm. um, with virtual races. Have you seen them online? Mm -hmm. What a godsend mm-hmm. at this time. And so you still will get a medal for the ones that have right? no, no melody and they'll mail you a bib. Some of them will too. And t-shirts. Yes. Yeah, that's t-shirt. why we're there. It's the t-shirt and the medal. That's all we want. Right. I know. Just give us the bling. Yes. And so I signed her up for, for mother's day. You know, I, I, I sent her a card and I said, I know we missed our race, but here we go. We're going to do one virtually together. Right? How cute is that? And so we had a virtual race. And so that was the last race that we've, we've done. Um, 
I have a, a brother right now that's that's training for an Ironman. Cool. Have they not? When is it? Have they not? And so it? that's going to be in September, and mm-hmm. it will still be going on. And so yeah. I'm really excited to be out there to support him. And you know, I'm, it's just become a way of life, right? It, it becomes a lifestyle change. Build relationships so much, so and a whole other network of friends, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've met, and I think I might have even like. Um, talked about this before but like you know my running friends have become some of my best friends and there's no way that could have gotten through some of those really tough races that were just a mental you know challenge right without them so it's just amazing like what comes out of that and the same with like the gym I go to the gym because them you know they're there like they are my motivation I'm a very social person I love seeing people and talking to people they are my motivation for getting to the gym what's the furthest distance you've ever ran I would say 32 miles in one day, That's insane. Yeah, 32 miles. And on that day, I also, um, that was a tough time for me. Right. So exercise at one point was a therapy for me. Mm-hmm. And I would say 32 miles one day. And I, on that same day, I also had a hour, 30 minutes of kickboxing, an hour of yoga mm-hmm. and I also probably biked like 16 miles. Oh my gosh. So that was all one day. Wow. And, what what yeah. for? Just, just stress relief. Oh just, my gosh. Just stress relief. Right. Yes. And, um, you get to a point and maybe, you know what I'm, I mean by this, but you get to a point where if you don't exercise and you don't have the activity, your body literally craves it mm-hmm. and yes. you get really grumpy if you don't have it, it, you get addicted to it. There's, it's called, you know, runner's high. Yes. It's oh, real. It is very it's real. real. And the more active you are, you know, the more active you want to be. And one of the reasons I got into running was because of time, right? Mm-hmm. I could, it, I would, I would call it my, my five mile fix. You know, I would, yeah. I would go on my five mile run in the morning before I headed into work and I was good to go for the day. And then I'd walk during the day and I'd do different things, but it gives you a, you can get it done quickly. You don't have to spend so much time on a machine and, you know, you can spend time in nature. And you can go right out your front door most times, depending on where you live. And that's what's most convenient for me is that, you know, I told you earlier that my gym closed. Well, I can still run outside. (laughs) So that's kind of been my thing. But, um, yeah, I don't think people understand the energy that it gives you. I think working out in general, I wish I could get up in the mornings before work and run, but I am so not a morning person. But Saturdays when I don't have to work, you guarantee I'm going to be up at 6 a.m. ready to go. <laughs> I don't know what the difference is, but um, and I wish I would because I feel like I'd be so much more awake at work and just ready to tackle the day. And instead, I'm drinking my coffee with my not so good for me creamer and you know and that's what's waking me up when really exercise could have woke me up and I'm working out at the end of my day which so I've always done it it's what I know so I mean I love it but yeah it would I wish I've always said that I wish I could be a person who wakes up in the morning and works out I I love that time because nobody's out there right oh yes I had a, a a friend tell me at one point she said um a running friend of course she said mm-hmm. Don't marry a man that buys you flowers. Marry one that buys you running shoes. 
And I'm like, what? But I, I so get it now, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, be in a relationship with people who are going to support your dreams. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And my husband, he's he's good about it. He will show up to finish lines with our daughter, and you know, he. Oh, how fun! Yeah, so he does he does good in that way. Um, he doesn't really run with me. He's a seasonal runner, so he'll show up from time to time. Does your husband run at all? So interestingly, no. <laughs> Here we go. Here's another story. Oh gosh, I love it. So my husband's quite a bit older than me. Um, when he turned 61, which was seven years ago, <laughs> he uh, he decided that he wanted to take part in a challenge, a physical challenge. And we were going to do it together. And I, I stumbled and I broke my foot and tore my tendons and my ligaments and my, oh my right gosh. foot. So I was out of the race. Right. And I was so disappointed. I was just like, Oh my gosh, because this was going to be like an iron man. Yeah. It, was, it was like a, it was huge. It's, it's carrying, oh. there was a combination of running up a hill and running 10 miles up a hill and running down the hill and you know, crawling in the mud on your belly and having the stand bags on your shoulders and, and climbing over fences. And uh, I mean, it was intense, yeah. right? And um, it was a group of 100 people. It was an ultimate experience out in um, California. Mm-hmm. And my husband signed up, I signed up and you had different levels, you know, to, uh-huh. to say what you, you trained for a month, and then you went and mm-hmm. And um, you had levels at which you can compete at. And you chose prior to the race <laughs> if you wanted to be a bronze, a silver, or a gold. Oh, I would have picked bronze. <laughs> I, I love this story, though, because my husband is 61 years old. Oh, my God. He's the oldest person. He had never ran a day in his life, oh. ever. He's the oldest person that's going out there they were told to have a theme. And so I helped him and he had, he used the Nike theme, just do it. And so he had that theme because as he was sitting there trying to decide which metal to go for, you know, he, he said, I I guess I'm just going to go for the bronze. And I said, really? I said, what makes you say that? And he said, well, that way I'm not going to be disappointed. Oh, that breaks and, my heart. And, but he's like, I'm 61. I'm the oldest one there. And I said, who knows which one you're going for? And he's like, just me and just the, the officiator. And I said, why not go all in? I yes. said, what would happen? What would happen if you went all in and you got bronze? Nothing. Yeah. But what if you get, say you're going to get gold and you choose to, to, to go for it, you get 100% of what you don't ask for. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And I said, and we had been talking this whole time, and I'd said, you know, your mindset, that's three quarters of the battle. And so he so decided true. at the last minute, you know, oh. he literally had bronze written on there. He scratched it out. Oh. Like, and he's so particular about, uh, about the tidiness of an application, right? He crossed it out scribbled it out and he put in big letters gold oh my gosh I love it so much he nailed it off he shows up and he thought he might be the oldest one he wasn't sure he's texting me his first night there and he's like oh my word I am the oldest one here (laughs) 
he said, not just the oldest one here, but the oldest one here by at least 15 years. Of oh age. my gosh. <laughs> and he said, it's going to be timed. So it's in the morning. I'm going to sleep. I'm scared, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And he says, I'll try to call you before I go. And I said, that's great. Don't care the time I'm up. I'm here to support you and cheer you on. Right. Yes. And so he calls me in the morning and he's like, all right. And even la the night before, he was just like, you know, I think I'm just going to go for bronze. I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to do that. Mm -hmm. And so in the morning I told him, you know what? I don't want you to settle. You haven't settled for anything in your life so far. I want you to just go all out. And if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, it's okay. And he's like, all right. He's like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my best effort. And I said, no one can ask for more. And I said, and you know what? That'll be great. He had the number three time. Oh my gosh. He How? passed. What the heck? He passed 25 year olds that were stinking ripped. Oh my God. <laughs> he had, he had, and if you, if you happen to know Jesse Itzler, and I encourage you to look him up. I will. Jesse Itzler put on a camp and it was an ultimate entrepreneur mm -hmm. fitness camp. And Jesse Itzler and other people that were um, facilitating the race came up to him and said, what are you doing? How were you able to do this? Because we saw you practice and you weren't that. What are you doing? And he looked at him and God bless him. He said, all I can tell you is my wife is a nutrition nut. <laughs> <laughs> and she believes in having fun. And I came here to just do the best yes. I could and to have fun. Mindset. And so I just, right. It was his mindset. Yes. So I was so impressed with him. And so we have, we have that picture. I'll have to send you a picture. Of yes. Him. Gosh, but I he has a picture in so his, he, he, he has a picture of him running in his, in his just do it shirt. And he, he's all muddy and it was hailing. And oh my I gosh. mean, it was just unbelievable, but he oh. did it. And to be able to have that, have that win right yeah, and to know amazing. that he did something that other people were saying you can't do that right he did, can't do that. He, did he did great he, he did it and he did better than younger kids mm -hmm. and he got a gold yes that is so <laughs> amazing i love this story so much gosh that is awesome see you can do anything you put your mind to you, you really can do anything you put your mind to when we consciously seek and cultivate a positive mm -hmm. attitude magic happens mm -hmm. right magic happens so true it's so true i love that gosh so if there was one thing that people could change to just one little thing that they could implement in their lifestyle to make them make their lifestyle healthier what would you recommend what would be your recommendation just one little anything i would say the biggest thing that could transform their life as far as nutrition would be to decrease and eliminate eventually the sugar that they're taking in. The sugars that you're taking in mm -hmm. are causing the inflammation. They're causing the, it's a root cause to fibromyalgia. It's a root cause to cancer. It's a root cause to so many diseases out there. You know, the blood sugars, diabetes. I mean, my goodness, 
if we could do that and teach that to our children, and even if we don't have children, teach it to the neighbor's children, you know, that would be a game changer. Yes, I completely agree. I think that's one thing that I loved about Whole30 um, was that it taught me so much about sugar and what it did to our bodies. It really was very eye-opening and I'm very conscious of my sugars. And it's not just, oh, how many sugars is in this? It is, let's look at the ingredients, what added sugars are in there. And I don't think people pay attention to that. They want to look at the label and just see, oh, no sugar. Or this is sugar-free. No, it's not. So much sugar, so many hidden sugars. So many hidden sugars. And even when we read the label, sometimes it can be deceiving, just like you stated. Mm -hmm. So for example, you know, a tablespoon of ketchup has as much sugar as a glazed donut. And that is so eye-opening. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? And if you knew that, Mm -hmm. somebody that's dieting, Mm -hmm. they're not going to add the sugar. No, no. Right? They're not going to. I mean, could you imagine taking, let me just have three tablespoons of sugar and let me just eat it right now. I don't think so. Right. Mm -hmm. People just aren't aware. They don't know what they don't know. And it's our job to educate them. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. I I hope that maybe one day I can um, enlighten some people on that. Um, So where can everyone reach you? Wonderful questions. So <laughs> everyone can, can reach me at, um, in my Instagram, it's love one L U V the number one piece P E A C E two. And I have all the links in my Instagram also at Nancy hyphen Driscoll.com. It's my website and scattering sunshine is my podcast. Can you tell people maybe what about what things that you discuss on your podcast? Absolutely. So on the podcast, what we do is we talk about your roadblocks to health and wellness and your roadblocks in life. And we do our best to show you examples of other people's lives so that we can learn from them as if it were a roadmap, Mm -hmm. what their struggles were, what they're capable of doing how they've been able to step into their light and to be able to live life to the fullest and how you can too. Mm -hmm. I love that. Can you give everybody your Facebook group also? Oh, absolutely. Thank you for reminding me of that. Yes. Uh, Because, well, I always say that because you post a lot of good stuff and I feel like you can never have enough information. You know, you post great recipes that I love the recipes and just stuff Uh, that really makes you think, you know? Absolutely. So it's restore healthy living, mind, body, nutrition. Thank you. And I will, whenever I post the episode, I will plug everything so that everybody will be able to click and just go right there to you. But it has been the best pleasure ever having you on here. I love talking to you. We have so much in common and we can literally go on for hours. So I'm sure we could have like five episodes of us together. <laughs> I know. We, I love it. I love it. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. I thank really you. appreciate the opportunity. Hey, I just wanted to pop back in and say thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you have anyone in your life that you think could benefit from listening to this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Also, if you haven't already, go subscribe to my podcast so that you will be notified every time a new episode is released. Also, if you could, it would help me out so much if you could go and rate and review the podcast. Also, shoot me a message if you do of like the screenshot that you post and I will be sure to send you a small 
token of my appreciation. Um, if you want to connect with me, you can reach me on Facebook at Thrive and Shine Wellness on my Facebook page. I also, my Instagram is Thrive and Shine underscore wellness. You can also reach me by email, um, info at thriveandshinewellness.org. My website, if you would like to check out any sort of coaching options that I offer, I have tons of different group options and different things like that. Or if you have any questions, please feel free to check out my website. It is www.thriveandshinewellness.org. I also have a Facebook accountability group. It is called Thrive and Shine Wellness Healthy Living Accountability Group. I know that's kind of long. Um, we have a great community there of people who are just supporting each other. We're all very real and raw, and that's what I love about it. Again, thank you so much.